Hello, 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 and welcome to the next episode of the Jane Walsh Podcast. So today's episode is going to be a pretty big topic. I think I've covered it in some shape or form beforehand, but I think there's definitely different nuances and ideologies attached to it now. And I think when we think about when we try to lose weight or when we try to lose fat, and I have these conversations a lot when I'm talking to clients on new clients on their welcome calls. At the very beginning of the process, they kind of fill in a form, and then a lot of a lot of people can kind of mention, "Well, I'll be happy when I get to this weight. It's my ideal weight," and it's kind of coming in more and more. And it's one of those ideologies that a lot of us can kind of say, "Well, if I get to this weight, I'll be happy," or I feel better at this weight. And if you think of it, have you ever thought about where those ideologies have actually come from? If you ever look at the habits, the behaviors, the traits, the belief systems that you have around certain things like food, yourself, your self-worth, how you see yourself, the language you use towards yourself, an awful lot of it comes through childhood. So like most people, people, a lot of people will have very, very specific memories around childhood. And I remember talking to a client about where they got the ideology of this, I'll be happy when I get a certain weight, that they spoke about that there were memories of them and their siblings that they when, when they were together and that their mom would kind of regurgitate and say the same story over and over again. And they would talk about when they were maybe in fourth class so I think third or fourth class so you'd be kind of like nine or ten I think that's how it works uh nine or ten years of age and they ended up weighing themselves at a friend's house and they got a comment from their friend's sister at that uh, at their friend's sister saying whoa you're actually fat and it may seem like a flippant comment and but that client that I'm talking about stored that in their memory bank and when they went into the when they went into secondary school which was say they're 12 or 13 at this stage they were doing PE or physical education and on their report cards that they were getting and they had these kind of body weight scores and fitness scores another person shouted at them and looked over the shoulder and read that card on them and kind of yelled loudly enough that everyone could hear them and says wow you actually weigh more than me so that's another memory that that client had so that's two memories that has kind of shaped that landscape shaped that belief system for them and it would be interesting to see if that person who looked over the shoulder of that client of mine and they probably have no idea of who that person is but and I guarantee he probably wouldn't even remember saying it, but it's something that that client is, has remembered for a very, very long time. And this client that I'm talking about, is very, it worked very, very hard on that kind of inner working, inner dialogue, inner self, self-acceptance self element part of things. But I guarantee a lot of things that kind of maybe are rattling around in your inner psyche are maybe sentences have been said to you in the past. But I can guarantee the person that has said them previously or has said them to you has never even put a second thought into those thoughts 
ever again or those words ever again but they've resonated with you you've given them a lot of airplay and it's shaped how you act shaped how you behave shaped how you what you believe about yourself and it's a it's it's no surprise that when I was talking to this client and by the time this client was like 15 or 16 I think they said they started to believe and kind of really jump onto this whole thing of that their weight mattered so a typical example of what can happen for some clients that I work with is that they would have gone to certain clubs, semi-clubs, whatever it may be, with their mom, their auntie, their grandparent when they were a kid. So they, I've had clients go to clubs before 10, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, because they may have been brought by a supposed person who we look up to who we take their word for for gold and when they have stepped on that scales they're either high-fived when they're down or tut-tutted at when they're up so that belief system has been created but it's also been created by those who are meant to look up to those who we believe every word those who we worship and that can be a massive thing to kind of unwire and rewire. And I see it so often with people that I work with on a daily basis when you dig into it. When the clients are willing to do the work and talk to talk to you about things, it's getting into the nitty gritty of things. And that's when the, the whole belief system of like that your weight matters. That if you are less than a certain weight or less than a certain number you're great you get validation you get acceptance you get all these different things but if you're over that certain weight then you get tutted at you get dismissed you don't get your emotions met you don't get acceptance and when i was talking to a different client they went out one night and they decided they'd go out with friends and but they wouldn't go out with friends unless they were both weighing less than 115 pounds, I think it was at that stage. And my client was talking about a friend at this stage and it's, it, her friend is okay now, but I had an eating disorder at that time. And they kind of spoke about it at that time and they can still remember that time of saying that whether they were worthy or not of going out and having fun. And the whole element of when we're going, when people are going to slimming clubs and being brought to those or comments being made to people at certain ages is that that worth and self-worth can be tied and can be tied to that number for a very long time on the scales. It has been referred to different times in people's lives, whether that there be hit the thin years or the heavy years. And entire periods of life can be overshadowed and to to be defined by that but you need to look at it and say well what can that actually change for you it can 100% happen it happens so many people unfortunately that this attachment to an ideal weight despite 
powerful evidence and research that our bodies may be stronger, fitter, faster and healthier at a different weight, that those ideologies, those perfect ideologies are, are shaping maybe previous generations. And I do think it's changing for the better. I could be wrong, but it's this belief system that we need to be matched up to societal expectations and have this perfect body to be accepted. If you look at some of the programs that you're watching right now, even if there's any bit of nudity in it or whatever it may be, or sex scenes, it's generally by people who are in pretty decent shape. Yes, there are programs where there are other people who may be a little bit heavier set, and I'm, and that's cool. That's amazing. They don't need me to accept them for that. But a lot of stuff that people are taking in is they're looking at this societal expectation of what they need to look like or that they need to say, right, this person's able to get their kid off and look amazing naked and that they need to, they need to be looking like that in order to be accepted, that they're able to have the confidence to do that. So we think that we need to be doing, to the, doing that. But this can change. And it's discovering the way that the, the, the body works and the body can be amazing. And it's when your focus actually turns away from being a certain weight towards more performance or performance orientated goals rather than appearance by celebrating what your body's able to do, how th- how far you've come from where you can actually run for maybe you've never done a 5k before, maybe you've never done 1k before, maybe you've never been to the gym before and now you're going three times a week, maybe you've never done a squat before and now you're lifting your own body weight. There are many times where we could push that need a little bit more, challenge ourselves out a little bit more, dig a little bit deeper to lose a little bit more fat, body fat if we wanted to. Aesthetic goals are generally the ones that kind of, the reason why people start to lose weight and start exercising. It's why we don't have to turn away from our body weight goals entirely. And this is what fuels us for a while. But what happens when we get to, I see it all the time when I ask clients of like, when they have the first conversations of they say I'll be happy when I get to 65 kilos and then they get to that 65 kilos I'm just picking a number out of my head and they're like well I want more I was like well you just said you'd be happy at that so I can guarantee you're not going to be happy at that because it's coming from how you see yourself doesn't matter what weight we are it's how you see yourself it's how we see ourselves. Now, I remember being on holiday just there, and I would say my body composition has completely changed since I started taking backup football. It's the gym has taken a bit of a back seat, definitely for the last three months, two months of the season, because there was just too many matches and I needed my body to recover. But I went on holidays and I, I've seen the pictures since and I was kind of like, this is genuinely the first time in a, like, like, probably for a very long time where I felt confident enough to take my top off and not really care what other people are thinking. Now, don't get me wrong, I've looked back at other photos and when I was potentially in my, my best shape ever when I went to Thailand in 20... 19 that was when i was at my 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 biggest in weight and muscles and lifts and everything like that and but i was still self-conscious i was always i was kind of nitpicking i was seeing certain lightings and stuff 
But because my goal now isn't physique, it isn't how I look, it's how I get to celebrate being able to play football in my mid to late 30s. It's being able to be present with who I'm with. It's not about comparing myself to other people. It's not about my weight. I've literally, I weighed myself for the first time in about 16 months the other day for just to kind of out of more boredom than anything. And I was surprised. Like, I was surprised because. No, I actually wasn't surprised. I kind of could feel it in my clothes, and that's generally how I go. I knew I'd lost weight, but it wasn't intentional. If you think about it, I was playing X amount of matches, or three matches a week, for four weeks. So obviously it was going to be hard enough for me to keep my body fueled and keep my energy up. So I'm not surprised that I lost weight. But what I'm trying to get you to say is, what what I'm trying to get my point across is, the reason why the body acceptance has happened is generally because my goal has changed from looking a certain way to celebrating how I can actually move my body injury free, no niggles, perform at the best I possibly can to the capacity I can and it's nothing to do with how I look. It's being able to, to support that and be able to enjoy that. If we don't have to kind of turn away from our body's weight loss goals completely or our weight goals completely. But we do need to understand the difference between a goal that's within our reach and supports our health and one that truly isn't serving us. Like the human body is an amazing tool and it's an amazingly smart thing that has a way of talking to us. If we're actually listening to well, listen to that feedback. However, most of us have actually become so convinced that our mind over matter is the only way to go at all costs, no matter what happens. And that's when the likes of injuries can happen. That's when the likes of extreme dieting can happen. That's when like loss of menstrual cycles can happen. That's when hormone irregularities can happen. That's when we latch on to the idea that if we, if we just do that bit more or we hang on a little bit longer, we'll see the results we desire. I don't think that's true. And... A few of the things that can happen is that where your body's giving you feedback, where you push it too far, is missing your periods. Well, the idea of missing a period may actually sound heavenly to some people. It's a sign of estrogen deficiency. Secondary amenorrhea, this is the kind of like the cessation of your actual menstrual period after you've actually started your menstruating, is caused by hormonal changes brought on by too much exercise, poor diet, and low body fat. Prolonged periods of amenorrhea can lead to infertility, decreased bone health, and puts women at risk of heart health and heart attacks later in life. Another one that people need to check in on is fatigue. Check your energy levels. Do you wake up each morning feeling tired as though you haven't slept? Are you finding it tough to make it through the, the most forward, straightforward workout or even a walk? Are you agitated? Are you reactive? Are you more emotional? Are you consistently fatigued? The one that can't be, be shaken off with a cup of, cup of tea or, or a coffee. That's a sign you're pushing things too hard. You have a nagging injury and you could have a slow recovery. So you may have along the lines and you may begin to notice that you're feeling a little off. It takes a little tong- longer to recover between sets or because you're sore all the time. You shouldn't be sore after your workouts. Not every workout. 
the goal of a workout isn't to be sore the goal of a workout isn't to be sweaty the goal of a workout isn't to be completely and utterly destroyed after it it's easy to overlook these warning lights if you think of your car when something's not right with it the engine lights come on and then you're kind of like right i need to bring it to a garage but when do we do that and check in on ourselves and do it that way well really when do we do it the thing is it's not only about what your body is actually saying it's if you're pushing yourself to attain or an ideal that isn't healthiest for you your head might start start talking to you as well and some psychological signs that you're pushing too hard include fixated on certain details to the point of obsession so i remember talking to a particular personal trainer and we went to an event and they started to look at a menu and there was a joking that that they they rarely ate out and there was too much stress that's why they didn't eat out and when that meal arrived a few minutes later they pulled out a food scale out of the actual bag and began weighing their food they weren't prepping for a contest they this wasn't necessarily a short-term dialing period either they had just gotten so accustomed to weighing and measuring everything that they couldn't step aside out of their comfort zone and they ultimately admitted to themselves and to me that they found it hard to eat anything that wasn't exactly how they prepared it now that person has recently gone to get help for their their their, what's been going on for them which is amazing to see to come out the other side but when we obsess about our macros our calories we weigh everything we become hyper fixated on calories and grams and it becomes less about the food and more about a control element we also do this with the scales we don't only do it with food like it's important to remember one thing no one knows what you weigh you know no one does no one cares your family don't love you because of what you weigh your kids don't love you because of what you weigh your partner doesn't love you because of what you weigh your dog doesn't love you for what you weigh your your pet doesn't love you because of what you weigh your parents don't love you because you weigh and i remember hearing a sentence from one of my clients is my my children don't know if I'm a half a pound heavier today than I was yesterday. They wouldn't know if I was 20 pounds heavier or lighter. They also don't care. What, hap- what, what they're more... What matters to them is that I show up, that I'm able to be happy, that I'm able to be fun, that I'm able to be energetic. Then when a client said that to me, probably about three weeks ago before this episode was actually recorded, I was kind of like, holy shit, that's a very, very profound moment. But if that number on the scales drives you to actually feel bad about yourself and act in ways that aren't consistent with who you are and who you want to be, it's a tool that really may not serve you going forward. You need to look at it from a point of view of if your mood is so distorted by by weighing scales, there's two methods to look at it. One 
if it's impacting you from a psychological point of view, mental point of view, and an eating point of view, well, then it may not be the best tool for you. If it's if you're in a position that you want, you need and want to learn about fluctuations and understanding that, and understanding that it will go up and down, and you're at that position, great. It could be that you do step one first and then go into step two. It could be ready step two and then ease off and go from there. But you need to look at when a scales number comes up, whose number is it anyway? You need to look at where that, explore where that ideal came from in the first place. If you have a number in your head, consider its origin. Is it a previous body weight you, you felt good at? Is it a weight that you believed you should be? Did someone else, a coach, a doctor, a parent, a friend, or define it for you? And one of my clients said a friend told them recently that they were trying to get to a certain body weight. And when they asked them about it, they said when they were when they were in school, a doctor told them that that's the weight they should be. And they've had it in their head ever since. And that was said to that person 20 years ago. That's a long time to be carrying that voice around in your head. Some things you need to really, really kind of lock in and say, remember what your kids, what I said a second ago about the kids. Your, your kids don't care. Your family don't care. You are the expert of your body. Too often we can get caught up in the pursuit of something else. You need to get more curious. A lot of people struggle to live in the here and the now and we, str- we, have, we struggle massively as a generation now. We are such dopamine chasers and reward- validation chasers that we don't know how to live in the here and the now. Have you ever noticed that when you're here and when you're in the now, you're free of all these thoughts. You're free of, an, of all this bullshit that goes on in your head. Instead of, instead of tracking your weight or calorie, spend a week tracking how you actually feel. How your energy is, your sleep is, your mood is. Don't get a whoop band for that. You don't need a whoop band for that. Do you get to enjoy the favourite foods that you like? Do they, How do they make you feel? Do you have time for other people, hobbies, activities, your life? What makes you feel strong, happy and energetic? Tre- keep track of actually how you're feeling. And see if your habits and actual, actions are actually producing the type of feelings that you, you want to have. I heard a famous quote and the quote is unrealistic expectations lead to premeditated disappointments. So it's unrealistic expectations leads to premature premeditated disappointments. So it reminds me to double check the goals that you set for yourself. It also is a reminder that you're in control of the outcome. Too often when I talk to people they set very, very lofty goals for themselves because we think we should. We do it without real consideration for our lives, our typical patterns, or even if it is a goal that is actually really important to us. We get so caught up in this expectation, so attached to the outcome that we actually lose sight of what we actually need to experience and what we want to experience every day while, while enjoying the whole process while we get towards it. Maybe that means that you want to lose body, body weight from time to time. Maybe that means that you go to the gym. Maybe that means you do some workouts. But it also is a positive element of that you're getting fitter and stronger every day. You're probably paying a little bit more attention to getting more protein into your meals, eating more regular meals, fueling your body. 
But if you're only hanging your success on whether or whether or not a scales actually budges, you've just lost a credit for all the thing, the great things that you've done for yourself. Your self talk turns negative. Your confidence decreases, and it's all because you're focusing on the wrong thing. And if you notice that you're spending a lot of time and energy on a on a on a journey for a someday ideal body rather than enjoying and living in the one you have right now, it's coming at a cost to your health. Maybe it's time to actually change that measuring stick for yourself. Instead of continuing to actually allow the attachments to that ideal body weight that you rule your life, maybe let the things that truly help you be your best guide. And maybe your healthy weight may be different than you actually envisioned. Maybe it's one that you'll find that you're stronger, fitter, faster happier and that and isn't that a little bit more ideal so it's important to look at if this is something that's resonated with you look at ask yourself those questions where did that ideology come from is it a previous body weight that you felt good at if it is when was that why are you comparing yourself to someone that potentially is having kids different priorities right now really stressful job to when you were potentially in your teens that's not really a fair comparison you had a lot more time in your hands when you were a teen or was it a comment that was made to you by someone when you were a teen or you went to a slimming club and they told you or a doctor told you or someone said something to you when you were a kid and you've latched onto it is it a weight that you believed you should be did you let someone else define it for you so there's three or four questions that you need to ask yourself if you're of that belief of that ideal weight. I'll be happy when I'm that weight. So if this episode has helped you, amazing. If it hasn't helped you, amazing. <laughs> but if it has resonated with you, please do drop me a message. Drop me a DM. And we can have a chat. If you want guidance and coaching after listening to this, click on the link in the show notes or pop me a DM. So as always, please share this episode. Please tag me up on your stories. Leave a review up on iTunes and Spotify and I hope you've enjoyed this episode.